The Treasure of the Ancient King Part 1 The Forgotten Prince It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. As the heavens are high and the earth is deep, so the hearts of kings are unsearchable. Proverbs chapter 25 verses 2 and 3. Prologue. Let me explain, first of all, that this book has been written for those in search of treasure. I, Osboldwick Grimestone, have long been intrigued by the fascination of humankind for things which glint and glimmer. But I believe that the delight we feel delves far deeper than the luster of their gold. Look at it this way. Does not a young boy's heart settle when a toy is placed in his hands? It might as well be a piece of wood whittled by his father. But all at once his crying stops. His eyes widen and his pupils darken on this simple gift. Why? Because his father's love was somehow instilled in the fibres of the branch from which it was cut and within a few hours of casual labour. I believe it is from this humble start that we are constantly beguiled by the capacity of the objects of this material plane to capture our longing in their inanimate frames. We adore and magnify those items which, by greater and greater degree, allow us to imagine that the themes of love and life can be held in one's hand. Take this ancient dagger I have on my desk. You might not take it for much more than a shard of copper, but hidden in its shaft, a historian of King Helfnut would see the hopes of the coup that would doom that foolish king. There is a similar artefact over here, a brass rod with a square notch, barely visible on its tip. This, though it seems so innocuous, is in fact the vital component of a grandfather clock and is only recognisable to an inveterate tinkerer. And then there is this in my drawer, a rusty tube. An old pipe, maybe. The shaft for lamppost, perhaps. No, for this is a fedoch, an ancient flute. Few would realise this fact, and fewer would identify the spirit with which it was endowed. The magical breath of a fawn, the fawn which played the first song of Rachelon's fall on this very instrument. All these I have obtained at great cost, my apprentice and each are now within my easy reach. But do not mistake my intent. I shall not be enumerating artefacts, nor shall I list the ways of obtaining them. Such almanacs are available elsewhere. No, instead, in this book, I humbly submit the times and details of my last great hunt before my retirement from the practice. As the merchant's law states, one man's grime is another man's treat. One man's lime is another man's sweet. This excerpt was read by D.A. Clark, the author of the piece. Please note that this is a draft and as such does not represent the quality of the final version. If you would like to find more excerpts, please visit anchor.fm forward slash David 908.